Welcome to Multifamily Real Estate Investing, presented by Mara Poling. My name is Pat Poling. I'm the founder and CEO of Mara Poling. Happy to be with you as always to discuss topics that I hope are of great value to you as a multifamily real estate investor or a budding investor. And today we're going to talk about a topic that came up just this last week in a question from one of you all that listen to us and join us every week. And that is self-directed IRA investing. How do you invest in multifamily real estate using a self-directed IRA? Why would you want to do that? And how is that different than investing using a non-retirement account? So we're going to go through all of that and more. And I am glad that you joined us. Thanks. As always, if you have questions, shoot me an email, pat at marapolling.com. Please swing by the Learning Center at marapolling.com. Lots of good content there. You will find, um, uh, and we talked about it last week, you'll find the video of our webinar from our 2021 Multifamily Outlook Uh, at the Learning Center on the Multifamily Real Estate channel. You'll also find some good content that we have done in the past, some recorded sessions on uh, using retirement accounts to to invest. So there's a little more for you there. All right, so with that, let's dive in. Big disclaimer, whenever we talk about anything related to taxes and self-directed IRAs certainly have a tax element, Uh, We really want to strongly encourage you, talk to your tax advisor about any questions you have about your specific tax situation. While I may make some generalized statements, the only way to know how this will play out for you personally relative to your individual tax situation is to talk to your tax advisor. And if you don't have one and you continue to do your own taxes, good for you. Applaud your uh, efforts in that area. I would encourage you to find a tax advisor that you could still use at least as a resource, even if you're going to continue to do your taxes uh, on your own. Okay, so with that, let's let's start talking about uh, how to invest in multifamily real estate using a self-directed IRA. All right, what is a self-directed IRA? A self-directed IRA is not the IRA you have at your local Charles Schwab or Fidelity or Wells Fargo Bank or whatever it might happen to be. If you call them and say, hey, I'd like to invest in a real estate syndication or I would like to buy a duplex, they're going to say, nope, sorry, you can't do that. And then they're going to be more than happy to sell you uh, a fund or some stocks or something else. A self-directed IRA is a different kind of IRA. It is something that you will get from a self-directed IRA custodian. These are firms that exist specifically to manage self-directed IRAs. It's just like a regular IRA account, because it is. You pick up the phone and call them, or you go online to their website, and you open a new account. You roll over funds from a qualifying account, right? So it could be an IRA It could be a 401k that you're leaving from uh, a business. Um, It could be uh, new IRA dollars that you're investing. And again, uh, talk to your accountant about what those limits might be in terms of uh, those particular situations. But you go to one of these custodians and they open an account for you. We think of these folks as um, 
highly accurate um, administrators, accountants, um, record keepers. They're, they're the umpires, if you will, that manage the investment so it complies with all the IRS requirements. They do not give investment advice. If you called them and said, you know, I'm thinking about investing with Mara Poling. What do you guys think? They'd say, we don't have any thoughts on that. If you want to do that, we'll give you some forms so you can go through the process of making the investment. But that's your decision. We have no comment on it. And in the same way, we actually have no recommendations about specific IRA custodians. I'll talk more about how you can access um, a list of them and how you can find some IRA custodians. Uh, but just as they don't recommend or have an opinion on us, uh, we do not on they uh, either. So you call one of these firms, you get an account set up, and you roll funds over. That's typically the way someone will open one of those accounts. You might roll $100,000 over. Now that it's in a self-directed IRA, you have the ability to invest in almost anything you want. There are a couple of rules, and again, I'm going to encourage you to seek out a self-directed IRA custodian and talk to your tax advisor about these specific rules. But in general, you are prohibited from making certain kinds of investments. For some reason, investing in art is one of those, but there's a few other categories that are similar like that. The biggest one, though, is you are precluded from making an investment in which you would be self-dealing. So you can't buy a piece of property from yourself, or you can't buy an apartment building and then live in it yourself. Um, you, you have to keep these at, a, at an arm's length. And again, the self-directed IRA custodian has some really good data for you on that. You can, though, invest in lots of different things, including alternative investments, and that's what uh, a real estate investment would be deemed as. Now, I mentioned two examples a moment ago. You could invest in a syndication. So you could invest in the Mara Polling Total Return Fund or any other syndication you might find out there, uh, at least ones that qualify. Our Total Return Fund does qualify. Uh, or you could invest directly in a piece of real estate. You could go buy a duplex and operate the duplex, and it would be owned by your self-directed IRA. So you can't do that, as I said, with your traditional, well, let me rephrase that, with your regular, quote-unquote, IRA. I slipped and said the word traditional, which actually brings up a great point. A self-directed IRA can come in two flavors, a traditional and that's the IRS tax term traditional, or a Roth. And you can convert, if it is a traditional, you can convert it to a Roth. And some folks uh, will elect uh, to do that. Those have specific tax consequences, whether you're a traditional or a Roth, or you're converting from a traditional to a Roth. And again, you'd want to talk to your tax uh, advisor about that. But you can exist in both of those spaces. Now, you may have also heard another term, uh, and if you go and listen to any of the content we have at the Learning Center, you'll, you'll absolutely hear this from some of uh, the things we've uh, stated in the past. When we talk about uh, qualified retirement accounts or investing using a retirement account, we'll talk about self-directed IRAs and solo 401ks. So a solo 401k is extremely similar to a self-directed IRA, 
and it's very different in a couple of ways. So we're not going to talk about solo 401ks today. There are some specific criteria you need to meet in order to have a solo 401k, and then there are things that a solo 401k uh, does differently than a self-directed IRA, and some self-directed IRA custodians will offer solo 401ks. There are also solo 401k administrators, plan administrators that you can uh, access that will help you learn more about that. Um, so we're not going to touch on that, but I just wanted to mention that that does uh, exist um, out there. When someone makes an investment using a self-directed IRA, the self-directed IRA writes the checks, right? So let's say that someone's going to make a $100,000 investment in the Mara Polling Total Return Fund. That self-directed IRA, the custodian, would sign the subscription agreement along with you as the investor, and we would sign it on our end, and then they would send us $100,000 that would go in to the investment. Every quarter when a distribution is made, and let's say that... Uh, this particular quarter, there's a $1,500 distribution that's going to be made. That $1,500 is not sent to you. It is sent to the self-directed IRA custodian, and they put it in your account. If you would like that $1,500, then you withdraw it from your self-directed IRA, and you would be subject to whatever taxes and or penalties might be imposed because it's an IRA and you'd be making a deduction from it. So those funds are sent to the IRA custodian who holds those dollars on your behalf. That is one of the reasons why many of our self-directed IRA clients use our reinvestment feature. So instead of distributions being sent to their custodian, they are funneled back into their uh, account and they buy an additional $1,500 in the example I just used, an additional $1,500 of units inside the total return fund. So that's where those dollars go. Um, taxes. So as I said, talk to your tax advisor about this. This is, it's not complicated. Uh, it is, I, th I believe this can be very easily understood, but you want to make sure you understand it in the framework of your particular tax situation. Uh, all of the IRA custodians that, um, that we have worked with have some great content on their websites. So if you Google self-directed IRA custodian and go to some of those websites, you'll find a lot of good material there and it will explain some of the items around taxes. So, um, the self-directed IRA files a tax return every year, or should file a tax return every year, called a 990-T, T like Thomas. Uh, and that 990-T might be filed and state that there's actual tax due. And that comes from the fact that investments made by a self-directed IRA that use leverage, so where there's debt involved, there is potential tax exposure, and it's relative to the amount of leverage that's used. So if there's 50% leverage in an investment and there was $5,000 of taxable income that showed up on the K-1 for that self-directed IRA investment, then 50% of that would be subject to um, tax. Now, again, you want to go through all the specifics with your advisor, but there is some potential tax exposure. Now, I always encourage folks to keep in mind 
in the real estate space, we do not generate lots of profits during the early stages of an investment. There might be profits, and there also may be losses. And eventually, there may be profits. Those profits can be offset by those losses from the early days. And at some point in time, yes, there'll be a tax bill that gets paid, and that's when uh, everything stops, right? So if we do 1031s and keep rolling everything over, you keep deferring it. But at some point in time, for example, this person might exit our fund, and when they do, there'll be a tax bill. There is tax treatment that that self-directed IRA would be subject to, and again, limited to the amount of leverage that was involved. So what does that mean for you? In our experience, based on input from our self-directed IRA clients, the exposure is very similar to the tax exposure if you had not made the investment using an IRA. So the performance from a tax standpoint, fairly similar to a non-retirement account investment. Now, that might lead you to question, well, then why would I want to invest these dollars? Well, there's a couple reasons. One, you have the ability to diversify your portfolio, and for many individuals, their retirement accounts are a significant amount of their investment portfolio. You have the ability to diversify by adding some multifamily real estate, which we think is a good idea for everyone. The ability to use reinvestment, which you're really incented to do because it's an IRA, because you can't access those dollars uh, until you're 59 and a half, and you may not want to access them until uh, farther down the road, uh, can absolutely help improve the performance of the investment. The other is, even though there may be some tax exposure, the way we structure our investments, where we look to take advantage of 1031s, improves the performance of the entire investment, which improves the performance you experience inside your self-directed IRA. So even though there's not an immediate tax benefit because you're not getting a write-off, right? You're simply, those, dollars, those losses are simply pooling up inside the self-directed IRA so that when there's gains, there's the ability to offset those. You are benefiting from the fact that in our instance, the fund is not generating um, cash that has to be distributed to cover tax. Instead, we're keeping those dollars invested in assets to help uh, growth. So uh, good for diversification, absolutely a, uh, a positive investment uh, from a performance standpoint, and uh, potentially tax beneficial to tax neutral. Now, Along taxes, and if we were talking about self-directed IRAs and didn't miss, mention this, we'd be doing you a disservice. There, you're going to hear something called unrelated business taxable income, UBTI, which can generate unrelated business income tax. This is a vestige from when self-directed IRAs were first created, and there was concern amongst the federal government that everybody in the world was going to use these and there would be some unfair advantage. See, there's advantages to using these. That there would be some unfair advantage to using a self-directed IRA. And so this tax component that I referenced uh, was developed. Do not be scared away by these acronyms and the fact that you've probably never heard of UBIT or UBTI. UBIT is what you'll often hear it. Uh, described as, don't be scared off by that. Um, 
lots of good research. Uh, as I said, some great content at the Self-Directed IRA Custodians websites. Your tax advisor will absolutely be able to help you. If you are looking for a tax advisor, I would encourage you to, as part of your due diligence process, ask them the experience they've had filling out and filing 990Ts and uh, addressing uh, UBIT. And when you get one that says, oh, let me tell you what I've done on that, then that's probably a good person to consider working with. If they haven't had that experience, I'm sure they could figure it out, but you might want to find somebody that already has that um, background so that um, so they can be more helpful to you um, right away. So where do I find one of these self-directed IRA custodians so I can learn more about this? Maybe this all sounds good, something that you at least would like to learn more about. So I'm happy to share with you the list of folks that we currently work with. This is not a recommendation list, right? These aren't folks that we're saying these are better than ones that we don't work with. These just happen to be firms that we already have clients with. Um, we don't have any business relationship with these folks other than we have filled out their forms and worked on, the, uh, on investments through their particular platform. So I'm happy to share that with you. You can request that from me by shooting me an email, pat at marapolling.com, M-A-R-A-P-O-L-I-N-G.com. You also can simply Google them, right? So go on to Google or whatever search vehicle you use and search for self-directed IRA custodian. You'll see a bunch of ads, probably, to start with, and then you'll start seeing just the, the individual websites. There are a large number of firms that do this work. In our experience, all the ones that we've worked with, they're all great, and they all offer a slightly different suite of services in terms of how much work they'll do for you as an investor to how much they offer a more streamlined product. And of course, based on that, they have a different range of fees. And one may be a better fit for you and your partner in crime may have a, a different one that's a better fit for them. So there is not gonna be a one size fits all, at least that's not been our experience, um, but you can absolutely find these folks. I would encourage you shop around and take advantage of the material they have on their websites. There's a lot of great educational content out there about self-directed IRAs. It may not make sense for you to roll funds from your current retirement account into a self-directed IRA to make a real estate investment. It may make sense to make it through a traditional taxable account, a non-retirement account. And it also may make sense to use a self-directed IRA. And as you go through this educational process, you'll be in a better position to make a decision about who you want to work with and how you want to go about doing that. Now, hopefully, as you've gone through today's uh, session, uh, I've maybe sparked a couple of questions uh, if you are uh, considering using a self-directed IRA custodian. Um, I'm happy to answer those questions. There's a lot of things that we could end up chatting about. So what I'd encourage you to do is shoot me an email or go to the website and pick a time from my calendar. But let's find a way that we can chat. I'd be happy to answer all the questions that you have so that you can make a fully informed decision about two things. One, is a self-directed IRA right for you? I think we can help give you some additional data points that can help you think about that. And then two, are we potentially a good fit for who you might want to uh, invest with if you, in fact, did set up a self-directed IRA? And I'm happy to chat with you about those items. At a minimum, you learned a little bit more about 
multifamily real estate investing by using retirement accounts, uh, by using a self-directed IRA. And this, as I said, came from a question that came from one of you all. So if you have a question about a multifamily real estate topic that you'd like us to spend some time on, shoot me an email with that question, and we'll put that in the queue and would be happy to uh, create a um, a podcast uh, to answer that question, in addition to answering that question uh, directly to you. So hope you found this week's content valuable. I hope you'll join me next time for another episode of Multifamily Real Estate Investing presented by Mara Poland.